Welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, David Thomas. Hello everybody, David here and welcome to this episode of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. Thanks again for uh, downloading, subscribing, listening. Um, Really appreciate everybody's um, help in creating this podcast and what it is. And uh, this episode is really geared towards tenants. So anybody out there who um, are looking to rent a property, maybe for the first time or maybe they've not done it for a while, um, what I'm hoping to do in this episode is cover as much of the costs and terms that you need to be aware of when you're renting a property. So something to be aware of is that obviously not all of these are going to apply for every single scenario. So just be prepared that which, you know, if you let through a a private landlord or you let through a letting agent and even um, different areas of the country, some of these terms come into effect, some don't. But what I want to try and do is cover as much as possible, give you the terms that you need to be aware of, the likely costs, and then at least when you hear those um, from a landlord or a letting agent, you have a good idea on uh, what it is and what to budget for. So to get started, um, you need to be aware that in 2016, in the autumn statement, the Chancellor, Philip Hammond, announced he would place an outright ban on lettings agent fees charged to tenants. Now, the government has now confirmed plans to implement that ban on all new tenancies signed after June the 1st, 2019. And one of the government's main concerns with letting agent fees is that while they must be clearly advertised, they're not regulated or even uniform across the UK. So that means upfront costs to rent a home can differ according to location and agent. But that's not to say you can't get a benchmark, an idea, you know, an idea of the kind of level you need to be budgeting for. So here's a roundup of the kind of fees you could encounter uh, before the ban takes effect. Now, before you move in, the first term to be aware of is a holding deposit. Um, this potentially, the potential cost of it is between sort of two hundred to five hundred pounds, and uh, this is a sum charged by the letting agent to reserve, um, hold, as in the term holding deposit, hold the property and take it off the market for you. The amount varies, as I mentioned, two to five hundred pounds, but it can sometimes be one week's rent is a good benchmark. The one thing to bear in mind is that this amount is subtracted from your main deposit, which you pay later down the line, which is obviously returnable at the end of your tenancy. So a holding deposit is not really a fee. It's not something that you're going to pay um, and not get back uh, regardless. But you will only lose the money if you don't proceed to sign in the agreement after the property has been taken off the market. So bear in mind, it's it's an amount of money off your total that you're going to end up paying um, to move into the property, to hold it, reserve it, sort of take it off the market while you go through the admin process. But if you decide to not go ahead with that throughout that that initial process, you you are likely to lose that holding deposit. The one thing I would say is just make sure you read the terms and conditions 
of you paying that holding deposit because it does vary from agency to agency um, and some may be a little bit more flexible than others. The next cost then to be aware of is a contract or administration fee. And this is a potential cost of up to £350. Now, this fee um, is used by uh, quite a lot of the high street agents, some of the bigger agencies. Um, I've seen this and this fee covers drawing up the contract. So usually the AST, the Assured Shorthold Tenancy Agreement, as well as any other administrative tasks such as um, the ingoing inventory, phone calls, photocopying, all the initial um, administration of dealing with your application. So it's often called called a contract or administration fee, or I've also heard it referred to as an application fee. So, and that can be potentially up to £350. The next one to be aware of, or you might hear the term is reference checks. Uh, this can be anything from sort of 25, as low as 25, 50 pounds, right up to 100 pounds per person. So that's a guide. And this pays for the agent to run references on you and anyone else named in the contract. They'll usually contact your current employer and or your previous landlord. Um, and if you're using a guarantor, they'll be referenced to and likely charge the same fee. The next term that you might come across is credit checks. So as well as your reference checks, you will be credit checked as well. Um, quite often these can be merged into one fee, but just so that you're aware of all the different terms and all the different things that they are um, likely to charge for, you know, just be aware of the term credit checks. The potential cost can be uh, 50 to 100 pound per person again. And this pays for the letting agents to conduct a credit check on you using a credit reference agency, such as Experian or Equifax. Even if just one of you is responsible for paying the rent, the agency may still credit check both of you to ensure that the tenancy is fully protected. Remember, you can check your credit rating as well. So um, at any point, you can use any of the websites out there. You can even go direct to Experian. Um, and just make sure your credit rating is good um, and obviously suitable enough to pass through the credit check and the referencing checks. So that's all before you um, even move in. That's all the initial process, those terms and the likely costs. The next thing then is once you're in the property, what kind of um, fees could you face during that period? The first one is a tenancy renewal. So when you come to the end of your fixed period, so quite often you'll sign an initial fixed tenancy of say six to 12 months. Um, when you come to the end of that or towards the end of that, it's likely that your landlord or your letting agent is going to start discussions about, do you want to renew your tenancy? Now, quite often there is a potential cost in that because it involves both the negotiation of the terms of how that that renewal is going to happen and then also the drawing up of the agreements and the paperwork to um, to sort of crystallize that that negotiation and this is typically between 150 to say 180 pounds for a tenancy renewal so if you look at those kind of figures and factor them in um, then then that's what you can expect this pays to obviously renew your contract at the end of the tenancy agreement should you choose to stay on 
Um, and it's also the time at which the landlord is at liberty to put the rent up. So bear that in mind. Um, the one thing I would say is obviously there are options to not renew on a fixed term. You could let it go on to a statutory periodic, but just bear in mind that you um, you aren't as protected at that stage where it's periodic. So either party can serve notice at any point, obviously given the, the right notice periods, but um, being in a fixed term contract can obviously be more secure for you as a tenant, but there is likely to be a cost involved in that renewal. The next cost to bear in mind and term is amendment to the contract. So if you needed to amend the contract, um, this can have a potential cost of around £100-£120 we've seen before. Um, and this could be payable if you require the existing contract to be amended. For example, you want to change the term or swap a housemate or um, let's say you wanted permission to keep a pet and it was all agreed and then that amendment needed to be made to the contract. There can obviously be an administration charge or an amendment to the contract um, charge for you to do that. The next one then is unpaid rent. So bear in mind if you are late on your rent, most tenancy agreements require you to have a standing order in place to make sure that the rent doesn't miss your due date. Um, but if it does for some reason, i.e. you don't set up the standing order in time or you cancel it or the funds aren't there to pay it, then um, there is potential cost there of around about £30 per payment that you miss. Um, you'll need to set up that standing order so your rent comes out of the bank directly. Um, so just bear in mind if there's not adequate funds in there and the payment bounces, then your letting agent or landlord may charge you that kind of fee. The other thing to also bear in mind after that initial um, unpaid rent fee is that quite often tenancy agreements will have some element of interest being charged on the rent not paid. So the longer it goes unpaid, you could be charged an ongoing interest for that. So definitely make sure you stand in orders in place and then none of that can happen. The next term to be aware of then is early termination. So this has a potential cost of up to £300 per person um, I've heard of. And this is if you want to leave the property before the tenancy agreement ends and your landlord doesn't agree it, um, not only will you be liable for the outstanding rent, you could be hit with an early termination fee too. So this is typically, um, you know, you're in your fixed term, so you are legally bound to the tenancy. But for whatever reason, you know, obviously life has these, um, you know, we all have these life changing things that come along and it could be a, a job change or, you know, anything, family matters, whatever it is that mean you really do need to um, break out of the contract early for that for that extenuating reason. Now, obviously, you are breaking a legal contract that people are relying on. Um, so in order to do that, there's going to be some element of cost. There's going to be the remarketing that the landlord's going to have to do that they weren't intending on. So um, typically, the early termination cost goes towards administering all that and facilitating it. So just bear in mind, if you do ever need to break a tenancy early, firstly, it has to be agreed between all parties and then there is going to be a cost involved. The next section then, so we've covered before you move into the property, we've covered whilst you're in the property under tenancy, 
The, the next bit is when you're checking out of the property. So when you're moving out. Now, um, the, the first fee is a potential checkout fee. And this is potentially between a um, hundred to up to 300 pounds. And this will pay for the outbound inventory where the agent will check everything is in order with the property when you leave um, and that it's being cleaned to the appropriate standard. So they they do the inventory, they compare it to the inbound inventory, and then they compile a report back as to if there is anything um, in relation to your deposit that needs to be covered to, for you to be able to um, check out the property. So just bear that in mind that there is a potential cost. Remember, just a reminder as we're going through all these, not all of these may apply. Um, certainly, I know a lot of uh, agencies that don't charge checkout fees, that, that don't charge um, renewal fees even. So, so just bear in mind, these are all to give you examples of an overview of the things you could expect, but you just need to make sure you understand the, the letting agent or the landlord that you're going through what their fee structure is and what they do charge. The next one then is deposit deductions. So um, this, the potential cost of this is right up to the cost of your entire deposit. Um, and this is basically if the letting agent finds any damage to the property or any items missing from the inventory, they could look to deduct the cost of this from your deposit. So, um, it can go right up to the amount of your deposit. And then obviously the other thing you've got to bear in mind with um, making sure you look after that property, clean it, hand it back with everything that it came with is that if you don't do that and the property is um, left in a real state, then you could incur even further costs than that because the landlord could decide to take it further um, and try and pursue you for the damages. So, um, just be aware as long as you look after the property, you treat it as if it was your own, then there will never be any problems when it comes to the deposit. So that concludes this episode of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. I hope if you're looking to rent, um, it's just clarified a little bit, maybe gone over some of the terms and the, the likely costs. Um, please check out the show notes for the episode because I'll put all of this in there with um, the terms and the likely figures so that you know, if you come across any of them, you can just double check what, what they're all about and um, so that you understand it all. And they'll all be in the show notes um, on our website and uh, on the platforms that you're listening to. So thanks again for your time in listening. Hope it's helped. And please do reach out to us with your comments, your feedback, your questions and subjects. Remember, we're on all the social media platforms. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. So reach out, um, get in touch. We'd love to have a chat. And um, also through our website, asktheestateagent.co.uk. So thank you again for listening. Um, hope to hear from you all soon. And uh, until next time, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast. <laughs>